And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I'm a live awake alert enthusiastic. I'm a live awake alert enthusiastic. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. I'm recording with Doc Manson. It's a happy day. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I can feel the love emanating from you. How are you, booby? I am none of the things that you just sang about. DC Matthews. You are at the DC Matthews. You are not alive. No, I don't think so. You are not. Um, checking my pulse and not looking good for old Doc Manson. You are not alert. Definitely not. You are. You are. You are not awake. Barely. I'm in that sort of <clears throat> transitional zone where I'm practically asleep at the wheel, you know. And you are not enthusiastic about recording a fantastic episode of DDT podcast with me, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Definitely not. All right. Well, this is going to be a great show. Let me just bring the energy way down. Let's just start way down here at about a two. This is a scale of a hundred. Maybe we'll build up. Would you like to tell us why you're a two? Or would you like to just move on? I, I don't really think there's a reason. I just... Just it's Thursday night. Of course, it always is when we we can change always, the date. Typically, <clears throat> is. we can change the date. My well, wife, not my wife would date. not. My wife would not hate it if we changed the date. Well, then we're definitely keeping it on Thursdays. <laughs> That's all I needed to get re-energized about this. All right, a little bit of spite goes a long way with old Doc Manson. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but as long as you bring it up, why? Why would she like to have her Thursdays? Why would she like to have you available on her Thursdays? What? It's not necessarily. I, I, mean, I, I don't. To be incredibly honest, I think my wife would love if we got together once a month for like 10 hours and just recorded an entire month's worth of shows. But that's not really how a weekly podcast works. If we were just doing the list, we could do that. But I think your wife also. I, I don't. This is not. A judgment, but I also think she'd be very happy if you told her you weren't going to do that podcast thing anymore. No, actually, she I don't think she would, because then I would really. Yeah, she enjoys. Well, I guess I have, she knows you enjoy it. She so. knows. I. She knows I enjoy it. Like I came out of last week's show when we did the tournament of cereals, like bouncing off the walls because I was like, that's the best show we've done in 2019. And it's you know, I feel like we're back. I can't wait to make another tournament. And I ran off to work on another tournament. And then I today I text Doc Manson and say, hey, I got another great food tournament. I'm really excited. We shouldn't just rank things. Maybe not. In my defense, I, my, my, my thought process there was... We don't want to burn out on no, the ranking you're right. stuff. You're right. Like, let's, and and let's full disclosure, ourselves. full disclosure, I made this tournament two and a half hours ago while at work with the <laughs> children in the room. <laughs> Did they give you suggestions? Did they no, but fill I out should the have. brackets. I, I think that might be something I do need to do is at some point 
we have we have looked at the March Madness, the actual basketball tournament. Um, our math person once wanted us to fill it out and then keep track of like the winners and losers, but they wanted us to like dig into the percentages and talk about which team is actually likely to win. I just went ahead and found the picture of their mascots and the kids voted on that. So the final four was all teams with dogs. Yes. Dogs are better than not dogs. Clearly that's kid logic for you. Um, but no, I think I think it makes sense to to wait a bit. We'll save it. We don't want to be, you know, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves as a food podcast. Uh, I don't think there's any chance of that when the name of the podcast is DDT Wrestling. No, it's DDT Podcast. Eh, not according to iTunes or our RSS feed. Well, I'm not in charge of either of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I say DDT podcast. Uh, but yeah. but let's see. Yeah, I, I think, you know, while spring is springing and while it was a beautiful, it's a beautiful day, the time changed. Have you recovered from the time change? How hard does that hit you? Hard. That's probably part of this. We woke up Monday at 630. We usually, I usually wake up at 430 or 5 and I woke up at 630. So it we've... And I think I've woken up at 5.30 every other morning. So, yeah, it's an adjustment. Yeah. And I, honestly, I don't adjust quickly anymore. I feel like it never used to bother me. But, yeah, I, it's funny, though, because I feel like I wake up easier in the mornings sure. now. But it, it just makes me more it means I'm more tired by the time I get to the end of the day. Uh, yeah. Well, and you do have an exhausting job. My job has been kind of crappy the last I'm not, week or I'm so. not kidding. You run yeah. you run a major university lab department. Like that's not you know, you're not just working insurance or writing computer code or any of the other jobs we I know be- that people do. <laughs> I bet you all of those jobs are pretty difficult too. I think your job is difficult, so I you know. It is. If you don't just say at three o'clock, hey, I'm going to make a snack food tournament. You kids just play. Go ahead. Have a good time. In fairness, I've been known to do that from time to time. Let me know if someone's on fire. Go away. Yeah. That's ex- that's actually the same policy I have in the labs. Yeah. Unless somebody's on fire, I don't need to know. Yeah. There are certain times. If ah, I'm, working with, I if I'm legit working with small groups or doing assessments, I will say, <clears throat> unless you have thrown up, are bleeding, or are on fire... You may not come bother me because I'm doing assessments <laughs> that are timed. And if you come over and interrupt, this data is no longer valid and I have to start over. What kind what, what kind of time data are you talking about? So we do a series of assessments and uh-huh. may, basically the timed ones all revolve around reading fluency. So I'll give a kid a passage. And they have one minute to read as much as they can, and I will help them if they get stuck on a word or something like that. But I time them. And and there's other reading passages where, again, it's timed. So if a kid comes over to ask me for help on their computer or if they ask me. Oh, I see. So, like, they're working on something else, like the majority of the class. Yeah. Well, you're working with an individual yes. on a specific time. Yes. So I'm sitting at a table in the back of the room and I pulled Johnny over to sit down and read with me. And if 
<clears throat> Bobby comes over because he has to go to the bathroom and decides to interrupt. That impacts the data. It's not invalid necessarily, but it impacts the data. So I do. Is that? Yes. Is that a common? Like, is that how class? It just seems to me like, shouldn't you like team up with like another <clears throat> teacher or something where like they're taking care of. You can do that. The group. You could do and, that. And like. No, you could do that. Um, we also I, have, see, in, I don't know how classrooms are are run or managed. We also in so the I don't past, know what when we had a lot more assessments to do. Um, I would get yeah. a sub for an entire day, and they would run my class, and I would have oh. like a little side room somewhere where I would take kids and do the testing. And why don't you do that anymore? Because we don't have as many assessments, and um, oh, okay. I think we have two subs for the entire district, so they're not available. Right. Okay, but yeah, but in fairness, if there's less assessments, I can see there yeah. being somewhat of a lesser yeah. need for that. <clears throat> if I have, yeah. you know, I have about 15, 16 kids, if I give them all one-minute assessments, I sometimes have to give two or three to the same kid and kind of average their results, but I can still get it done in 30, 45 minutes. Hmm. All right. Is there a time? Is there timing in lab components? Like you have three hours to finish this work, and yeah, yeah. I mean, each lab session is only three hours, so if you don't finish it in three hours, <clears throat> I should remember gonna... any science lab that I went to at college, but I don't. I'm sure I went to some. I doubt it. I had to have gone to some. You would think so, but one never knows. <laughs> You claimed, did you take a biology course? I did. I took a non-majors. Essentially bio 101. And I got a C. I mean, that's whatever. Whatever. That's respectable. Is it? I mean, sure. You've been in the the college game longer than I have. What is, what is, what are you as a lab person? What are you hoping for? What are you hoping these students – like, obviously, you want them to get A's, but if they get B's, are you satisfied or do you not care? Are they just uh, are they just per, numbers I mean, to you? Are they just d- data points to you? Um, It's not that I don't care because certainly, as you said, I would want all of my students to earn A's if they – can you know what i mean mm-hmm. um for me I, it, it's i don't know it's not really about the numbers per se i have you know some student centric objectives that i'd like them to be able to complete by the time we reach the end of the semester mm-hmm. and ideally you know even if they don't do well on the week to week assignments or assessments i mean some of those assessments and things are designed to you know test reinforce knowledge that they should have so ideally if they see it enough times you know what i mean like as long as they can do it by the end that's really what i'm hoping for but of course if you can only do it when you get to the end you probably will not have earned an a but um, ultimately, yeah, I just want them to have the skills that they're going to need to be successful in advanced coursework. I'm going back 
a long time. Do you still have to grade papers or is that now the people that you're responsible for grade the papers? It's mostly the people I'm responsible for. I will occasionally grade a paper when some sort of situation comes up and perhaps the students, maybe they say they've gotten an incomplete in the class. They weren't able to complete the work during the semester, at which point like a teaching assistant would no longer be under contract. Sure. So then at that point, I might do some grading, but rarely. Okay. Rarely. Do you still, when you do that, chuckle if the name is funny? Because <laughs> uh, I don't remember the names, but I do remember at one point. Because at one point, when we lived together, you had monumental amounts of grading to do. You were grading Absolutely. like 60 to 100 papers that were each five to seven pages long. Like, it was... A, a mountain of stuff. And I think at one point I just heard you laughing and I like wandered in and you were just like, look at the name. And it was, it was a funny, ridiculous name. And you were like, how can this person walk around the world with this name? And I was like, you've lost it. We should go get some food. You've, <laughs> you've lost your mind and should not look at any more papers for a while. Yeah. I just remember I, it was in the right time period and I, did have a student whose last name was Kennedy. And so <laughs> Kennedy I was Mr. definitely Kennedy. a thing that we uh, uh. yelled around our apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We also once yelled Wilson out a window, but that was even earlier. Wilson! Wilson, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Those were good times. Those were good times. <laughs> um, yeah. We should talk some wrestling here on the DDT podcast because, like you said, <clears throat> wrestling is sometimes in our title. The fast lane has ended. We're now, I think, four weeks away from WrestleMania, maybe even less. Um, do you care? I heard that they made a match official for WrestleMania, which is AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Yep. And I can officially say I don't care about that match. Okay. And I think it's kind of sad that AJ Styles is already in such a throwaway match at WrestleMania. But, I mean. He made a valid point. He was on the Fastlane pre-show. And somebody asked him that very question. Like, aren't you upset that you are not, like, you were in the world title picture and now, because he didn't wrestle at Fastlane. And he said, well, yeah, but at the same time, you can't be in the main event every single time. In fact, I think I think he said something like, when you're in the main event every single time, you turn into Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, and I look, I understand. I understand that sentiment. But at the same time, I, I do sort of feel like having a WrestleMania match against Randy Orton is pretty much. I don't want to say a kiss of death, but like he does not have memorable matches with opponents of WrestleMania. Typically, they end up being bad matches. He the 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 match against Rollins, which I believe was at 31, where he transitioned the curb stomp to the RKO was a great was moment. I agree. And that's going to yes. happen. He's going to transition the phenomenal forearm or a 450 or something 
into an RKO. The the maybe I'm just overly critical because whenever I think Randy Orton, all I can think of is him walking down a giant sperm <laughs> to the ring, yeah, and then fighting Bray Wyatt on top of bugs. bugs. Like th- that's just has soured me completely. The match I think, will on- be good. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, it's kind of a a match of who built SmackDown, and I'm I'm honestly I am convinced that AJ Styles will wind up being drafted to Raw. Whenever they do the international superstar shakeup, um, he's going to go to Raw. He'll be wrestling Seth Rollins. He'll be wrestling Roman Reigns. He'll be wrestling Finn Balor. Although, actually, no, I think Finn Balor's going to SmackDown. But I think this is one of those temporary things. Now, to be fair, Kurt Angle came out on Raw and said he's got one last match in him. He wants it to be at WrestleMania. And he doesn't know know who his opponent is yet. AJ Styles would have made a lot of sense if WWE was... It's John Cena. Yes. I hope it's Chad Gable, but yeah, it has to be John Cena. It is John Cena. But if WWE was willing to acknowledge the TNA history, Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles would have been very good. But yes, it will be John Cena, but that match will be good as well. Yeah, that's fine. There are seven matches announced for WrestleMania, and they've only got three titles, which leaves... There's going to be 15 matches this year, which I know is not a selling point for you. I tweeted it out today. WrestleMania 32. They could not not defend all the titles at WrestleMania this year. That is true. But at WrestleMania 32, there were 12 matches. At 33, there were 13 matches. At 34, there were 14 matches. So recent history dictates that I hope they just go back to 10. I hope they go to two nights one of these days because this pay-per-view. They already are on two nights. I mean, WrestleMania, a two night spectacular like Raw gets They're a already Wrestle- on three nights. If you count the Hall of Fame. How do you feel about Harlem Heat getting in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we're at the point now where if I do come over for WrestleMania or the takeover before WrestleMania, which would be on a Friday, we might have to record the entire it's time. Not, the Hall of Fame it's is not Saturday? The Hall of Fame is Saturday. Oh, NXT is okay. now Friday. So it's Friday, NXT, Hall of Fame, Mania. Okay. So. Apparently- I, I mean, again, I do think I would watch both shows. Well, right now, here's what here's what you have to look forward to. These are the only seven matches announced. Lesnar versus Rollins, we already knew. The women's triple threat, we already knew. Buddy Murphy wrestling somebody for the Cruiserweight title. On the pre-show. Either Tony Nese or Cedric Alexander. But that'll be on the pre-show. Probably. Triple H versus Batista, no holds barred. I don't know how I feel about that match. I'm looking at this, and right now... With the exception of Becky getting her moment to shine, which, of course, will be great. But the match I'm looking forward to the most is Triple H versus Batista. Once, you hmm. know, if Tony Nese winds up winning. Tell me. Yes. Tell me why. It's because of, like, Lesnar Rollins. Eh. The women's triple threat, again, should be good. Kurt Angle versus John Cena. I get the circle, you know, the circle of life that with that. Okay, so I ask why you're look you're looking most forward to this match, and you immediately go to why 
you're less excited about all the other matches. So I you can't appreci- be that excited about this match. We though. haven't seen Batista in a while. Um, I liked the storyline with Rick. That's a good thing. I, well, exactly. Exactly. Like, the fact that he hasn't. Because he's not that good. But he hasn't been around in a while. It's no holds barred, so it doesn't need. Like, they're going to be throwing each other through tables. They're going to be hitting each other with kendo sticks. It's going to be that kind of match. And I'm okay with that in this instance. Like, I don't want it to be yeah. a scientific wrestling match. I, I, th- I did like the whole everything I saw online uh, with the raw moment with Batista and Flair and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Do I have your attention? That was good. It was good setup. Yeah. And I, 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 admittedly, I haven't seen anything since then. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, whatever. Batista does seem to really like wrestling. Yeah. It It'll feels be- like, he feels like, at least in the statements that he's made, that he's felt sort of put off by the company on several occasions. I don't, so, I think he feels he's a bigger star than they do. But that feeds in perfectly to the story. Agreed. Yeah. And so overall, I'm gl- I guess I am glad to see him back. This is going to um, be it's going to be your your typical popcorn match. It's going to be ridiculous. There are going to be spots. It's probably going to take 12 minutes, maybe 15. And then that's it. So, and I would, and yes, part of it is I would much rather watch that than watch Shane McMahon wrestle The Miz. Because while I'm glad Shane was the one that turned heel, I don't have a lot invested in this particular storyline. Yeah. And again, all the other match, like the matches they haven't announced yet, like technically, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Hasn't been announced, but it's going to happen, and that's going to be great. There's going to be something with this League of Nations 2.0 with Sheamus and Cesaro and Rusev and Nakamura, who seem to have kind of united as a group. I'm excited. Have they themselves used the term League of Nations 2.0? No, but that's what everyone else said. Thank God. (laughs) Oh, thank God. If they were calling themselves that, I'd be like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) What's wrong with League of Nations 2.0? The original League of Nations, not a Hall of Fame caliber faction. With Alberto and other people who I can't remember. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, that's right. Barrett. I keep forgetting that Wade Barrett was a thing. I liked Wade Barrett. Seamus. Oh, Rusev was in it, too. Seamus. Alberto, Rusev, and King Barrett. Oh, what f- great six months that was. <laughs> yeah, right? All right. Well, good for them. So, again, Fastlane was good. Is Asuka on this show? Um, she beat Mandy Rose on at yep. Fastlane. Yeah, we know. Everybody knew that was... I am guessing, and this is just a guess... That it will be Asuka versus Naomi versus Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville at WrestleMania. Because all all those, you know, you've got the Asuka and Naomi partnership. You've got the Mandy-Naomi storyline. You've got the Mandy-Sonya storyline now because Sonya accidentally cost Mandy the match. 
Can we get the Iconics in there somewhere? I'm, again, this is, you know, I put out my latest draft for WrestleMania. I've got them wrestling for the Raw Women's Tag Team titles against Sasha and Bailey, Nia and Tamina, and the Divas of Doom, because we're getting Natalia and Beth Phoenix again. Hey, is it really the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions? No, or it's, are the they ta- it's the Women's Tag Team Champions. They showed up at NXT. They've showed up at NXT house shows. With those titles, huh. which I love. That is exactly who what I they, wanted. Who did they defend against at NXT? They just made an appearance and said they would. Oh. And then well, there, was, anything, there was a then. team of Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne that I guess they had a confrontation with. So I think it would be great if they had to defend their tag team titles at NXT on Friday, at the Hall of Fame on Saturday, <laughs> at the Hall of Fame. And, at, and at WrestleMania on Sunday. You're wrestling Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler in an evening gown match because we're at the Hall of Fame and we're all wearing evening gowns. Yeah, exactly. even the men. Uh huh. So, all right. Can well, I tell you though? It sounds like an okay card. Like it does. It doesn't sound bad. It sounds. Mm-hmm. It sounds fun. It's going to be good. Takeover is going to be great, and I don't want to spoil anything because. With Champa's, how can a takeover be great without Champa, Alistair, Ricochet, or Ethan Carter the Third? The some of them will be on that show. Nice. That's all I will say. Okay. Have you seen Walter yet? You've missed Walter. I don't watch the UK show, so. But you don't watch any wrestling, right? But he is a UK talent, is he not? He's going to wrestle Pete Dunne. At TakeOver. Okay. I mean, so I've never actually seen this gentleman wrestle, but I have seen photographs of this lurch-looking motherfucker who looks like he must have the most painful chops in the entire world. We can't do it, but I want that to be the title of the show. (laughs) Lurch-looking motherfucker? (laughs) Um, He's great. Yeah, he looks like somebody I would like. You would like the UK show. I really do think you would. There's a there's some there's some characters that are a little silly that I think you would appreciate. The wrestling is very good. Yeah, well, that might be how to get you is back it on in. Hulu. I don't think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. that might be how to get you back in. Doubt it. Jo- Jesus, <laughs> I have to pay for it, so I don't think it's going to happen. One of these days, I'm just going to buy you a gift card. Be like here. Eh, whatever. I won't watch it. <laughs> I'll right. give it a GQ. I don't want GQ to have it. <laughs> um, it's okay. His wife wouldn't let him cash it in anyways. I love you, GQ. I do want Me you to too. watch wrestling. We do. Um, Maybe I'll come over for TakeOver. No, I want you to come over for WrestleMania. It's 14 hours long. And I also need you to come over for the Hall of Fame because I like to watch that one, too. So if you could just come over on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I'll set up a tent in the front yard. I was going to say, sleepover. You have a spare bedroom. (laughs) No, you're going to (laughs) live in the tent. (laughs) Just out there roasting hot dogs. Well, in fairness, the spare bedroom is Rachel's room, so... For WrestleMania, or did she move in with you? 
No, n- well, neither. But she stayed there once. Uh, I forget when now, but she did. She stayed there once. So ever since then, I've been referring to it as Rachel's room, just in the house. And uh, Mrs. Manson thinks it's funny. You don't, apparently. No, I mean, <laughs> if she's the only person who slept there, it is Rachel's room. I just there was yeah. a, there was a world in which Rachel started living with you for some reason, and I'm just finding out about it now. Oh no, no, that didn't happen. Okay. Although we are going out to brunch, I think. Mrs. Manson, I think, uh, this Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I I could be wrong. I don't keep track of schedules very well, which is why I'm glad that Mrs. Manson is in my life, because she's much more organized. I'm glad that Mrs. Manson is in your life for any number of reasons, one of which is she helps keep you organized. Um... Did you hear that Chris Jericho is filming part of the new Jay and Silent Bob movie? Nope. There was a Twitter picture I saw of him and Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. And I was like, one of these days I need to watch the Kevin Smith catalog. Because I've seen Clerks and I've seen Dogma and I think that's it. Well, I don't know if you'll like them. If you don't have the nostalgia of watching them when you were young. Because like... I, but at the same time, I guess you, you, I don't know, you do still appreciate Kevin Smith in some of his forms, so maybe you will. I don't know, because like, just some of it does seem like a time and a place thing. Maybe. And, and I don't want to watch know. Tusk or maybe I've seen, no. have I seen parts of Red State? But like Mallrats and Red Chasing. Red State was good. Mallrats Red and State Chasing Amy, I'm like, I might like those movies. I like dialogue. That seems to be what You Kevin's- might like Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy is the closest thing to like. This sounds dismissive, and it's not really what I mean, but it's the closest to a real movie that Kevin Smith ever made. You okay. know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's it has the least... I was going to say, it has the least Kevin Smith touch to it, but that's not fair, because I, I think it does still have a strong Kevin Smith touch, but... I, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I remember liking oh, yeah. Clerks, but being confused by it, mainly because I was young and didn't understand yeah. a lot of the references. Mallrats is really cool for a comic geek, but I also think that if you're not a teenager anymore, if you like, if you didn't develop a love of it as a teenager, not gonna... you might not Fair enough. like it. I like Dogma. Dogma is great. I like Dogma I think Dogma's great. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is like, short of Kung Fu Hustle, the closest thing to a live action cartoon I've ever seen on cinema. And so that movie's just silly. I like that movie a lot still. All right. But again, if you hadn't seen it back in the day, I, I don't know if it would play. I, I might have to check it out. Uh, are you going to see Captain Marvel? Probably not. Um, the Avengers Infinity War has been on Netflix since Christmas Day. And I still haven't watched that. You haven't seen it yet? No. It's good. I'm sh- and that's the thing. I know it's good. And every time I flip by it, I'm like, well, that'd be good. And I look and it's like two and a half hours. And I'm like, well, I can't start it now. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it tomorrow. But you know, what? like I always every time I do come across it, it's like 830. And I'm like, so uh, what do I you know. do? And I know I ask this question a lot, but you're not watching wrestling. Like, are you watching other stuff on Netflix? Are you watching, you know? Just Bob's um, Burgers episodes over and over again. Not over and over again, but I do watch the new episodes of Bob's Burgers. Um, I've watched the new episodes of Superstore. Um, 
I watch... Mm, I do watch, like, random things on Netflix. Like, I watched uh, the new Gabriel Iglesias uh, comedy special that was on there. So you've watched that. Uh, you've watched the Flat Earthers documentary, but you haven't watched it. Is it because it's two and a half hours long and you want to watch it in one sitting? I think that's part of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I watched The Incredibles 2 one night instead of Infinity War. That's fair. And I don't feel like that was a bad decision. No. Like, that was good. Um, I watched just... a Netflix original from a couple years ago called Handsome, and I liked that a lot. I don't think it was probably well-received, but I liked it quite a bit. Uh... Now I'm looking that up. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Garland. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. Very odd little film. Because it says a Netflix mystery movie. Can I tell you, I, we were watching trailers, and like YouTube will just put like eight to ten trailers together. Somebody has put all these trailers together. There's a trailer for the new Johnny English movie, and I got really excited. And I don't even know that I saw the first one, but I'll watch Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, and it might surprise you to hear that there's more than just a first one. This, this is not the second one. This is just... This is not the second uh, one. Well, see you again. Yeah. This is why, you know, somebody yep. once said that they would help me figure out, like, I have a fire stick, and somebody, it was, a like, a university student who works in my building, she was like, you can jailbreak those, and then you can watch anything you want. And I was like, I don't want to go to prison, so I'm going to let you do that. That sounds very much... Like, you can download all these files on Napster if you want to. So. Fair. But I do wish I had access to all this stuff because I would watch things. I keep meaning to watch Holy Grail, which is on Netflix. And I watched the first, like, five minutes of it. and Holy Grail? Monty Python. Oh, I thought it was, like, some new series no, or something. No, I oh. watched it with Mrs. Matthews, and after, like, five minutes, she was like, I don't think I like Monty Python, and we turned it off, but I keep meaning to go back uh, and watch it myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They... Yeah. Uh, did she? Uh, no. she, 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 she faded out in the bring out your dead scene. She was like, is it just dead people? And I was like, no, but... It's It's got a level of humor that I'm not sure she's necessarily going to appreciate. She watched the Avengers trailer that came out today like four times when I showed it to her. I only watched it twice, but <clears throat> she did watch that. All right. All right. Well. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right. We've got some emails, all right, including possibly my favorite email of all time. All right. All right. All right. Would you like to read that one first or would you like to just go in order and we'll get to my favorite email? You can get to your favorite email if you want to lead with a banger. Um, we got an email from a brand new uh, person. His name is Joe Clark. And the subject line is bar. Do you offer catering and accept credit cards? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think it's spam. I don't know if maybe this is somebody listening who just thought it would be funny or if somebody's confused as to what we are, but I do accept credit cards. And if you pay me enough on that credit card, um, I will cater something for you. 
Or you could go to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling, enter in your credit card information, and we will accept as high of the recurring donation as you are willing to input. What's the highest we can do? I don't know. I presume that there is a custom input where they could put any number in they wanted. I suppose that is true. What's hold on, I'm going to I think the current highest tier is thirty. Um but I think you can do a custom tier. How are we only down to three patrons? Oh, that's sad. Oh, Glenn had some issues. He, he oh, that's sent right. me Glenn, a DM. No, Glenn was moving. Glenn was moving, and that that is just fine. Um, yeah, we need you know somebody should be, you know, we we can create a tier for a hundred dollars a month if somebody wants to do that. Um, they also just need to. Let I don't us, think they do. They also just need <laughs> to let us know what sort of perks they want. Because, you know, or what sorts of things we should post? What what should we be posting that would make you more likely to uh, to to continue donating to our cause? I love that I look a little like Elton John, my little avatar thing. I look a little like Elton John. It's probably the glasses, but. Anyways. Uh, Brandon Banks, as I listen to DDT. I must finally chime in as I'm very disappointed in the promotion of the original beefcake shirt that I'm hearing on this week's episode. Just let it be one of a kind and take it off the shop. I am, however, intrigued by the beefcake 2.0 shirt. Will I be the only one to also purchase this masterpiece? Probably not. A quick question. Are Danielle, Jeremy, and myself the only people from the States <laughs> to listen and email into DDT? Keep up the work. Um, I think Mitchell is from the States, isn't he? Yeah, Mitchell is. All right. There's Mitchell. And um, I think what we're trying to say is we don't have Mrs. A- Manson listens. True. Um, my mom listens occasionally because she was glad that I mentioned mobituaries on a recent podcast. And then I went, oh, God, we talked about some awkward things before we got to mobituaries. Did we? I feel like we did. I couldn't remember. Hmm. So I apologize. I do try to swear once an episode now. So <laughs> I like that. You, do you have a little checkoff sheet? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to earn that explicit tag. <laughs> um I think there are more people who listen. I know Dexter Claire listens because he was excited because he got a shout out. I think some people just listen and they don't feel the need to participate in the show. Um, Where's Bosk from? I, I feel really like really he's know. also from the UK. Really? Um, well, Bosk, you should probably let us know because we have no idea. I'll go back and check his email. You know, oh, no, maybe that's Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson's from the UK. Hey, you know that what? Seems I don't to care me, where you're from. As long as you're listening and enjoying our show. Wait, Bosk might be from Maine. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah, he is. He's from Maine. He's also a New Englander. He might be the only okay, New Englander go. that listens regularly. Besides Mrs. All right. uh, speaking of Mitchell Monroe, he sends us an email called Cloudy Days. So I was perusing through Twitter tonight when I saw the strangest thing. I always assume if there's more than four paragraphs, I read those emails. Uh-huh. A patent filed by Google for a gaming controller. Upon further research, I realized there were also set up to make a presentation at the Gaming Development Conference this month. 
and they've invited many gaming press outlets. This is the same conference where Microsoft has already said they were going to have a big announcement involving Xbox Live being on Switch, iOS, dot, 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 and Android. Now, how does that make sense? What do you mean? Is Xbox Live some... Xbox Live is what? Is that like PlayStation Plus? Sort of. Yeah, it's their service that allows you to play games online, and it also does come with some games with gold. I mean, so Xbox Live is just their online service. If you have Xbox Live Gold, which is what you pay for, that's like PlayStation. So you feasibly could use, you could have the the ability to play games online and call it Xbox Live, but not on an Xbox, which is clearly what this is. Theoretically, okay. This got me thinking. If Google enters the gaming market, you know they'll inevitably focus heavily on streaming games, as they are one of the biggest players in the streaming and mobile markets. Sort of. With Microsoft having Game Pass, Sony having PlayStation Now, and even Nintendo dabbling in it by giving you access to NES streaming through Switch Online, how long do you think before gaming goes all digital, and how do you feel about it happening? I, for one, am not the biggest fan. I was expecting someone to answer. There's definitely pros and cons to digital games and physical games, and if I'm being honest, I'm completely aware that all digital, or at least primarily digital, is the natural next step in the industry, as it's ideal for companies and convenient for us. But I like owning <laughs> But I like owning the physical copy, seeing my collection, etc. As a Nintendo fan especially, part of the charm of entering a new generation is seeing the character, personality, design and direction the consoles go that time around. When video game consoles become glorified, souped-up Chromecasts, I feel that sort of design emphasis will stagnate. Though I suppose developers can then redirect their focus toward game design, which is great. On top of all this, I've never really enjoyed change, as I am a creature of habit who is also highly nostalgic. Oh well, I'll quit ranting. As a bonus question, what are your thoughts on Google potentially entering the hardware race? Now, Doc Manson, you are much more knowledgeable in the realm of video games and the future of such. I just play a couple, and by that I mean I just play Skyrim over and over and over again. Um, so I cede the floor to you, good sir. Please comment as you see fit on Mitchell's email. Okay, well, starting near the top here... Um Xbox Live being on Switch, iOS, and Android, I'm not sure is going to immediately result in you playing Xbox games on these other systems. Um, I think to start with, it's literally going to just be Xbox Live that's there, checking messages, um, looking at achievements. Um, Microsoft recently also announced something called GameStack, which is like the software platform and it doesn't it sounds to me again more like that's going to be something where like mobile developers are able to put hooks to Xbox Live into their games so like you might be able to get Xbox achievements by playing a mobile game that ties into this game stack API um i do think they're 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 certainly exploring some things recently there was um an update to windows 10 on the insider builds which allow Windows 10 to run the actual Xbox formatted games 
because even though some of the same games run on Xbox and PC, um, you have to completely convert them over to a different format. This is the first time that they've ever um, tried to basically have an emulation layer in Windows that allows you to directly play uh, Xbox games. I do think that as that develops, eventually you may see that. But that's, again, you're talking about natively running games on hardware. And, I mean, I think the thing that Mitchell's right about here is for these less powerful devices, the Switch, iOS, Android devices, etc., you are really only talking about being able to stream there. And so, I don't know. Streaming, I think, is a little further out. But maybe not. It could happen this year, I suppose. There's been some talk about a streaming Xbox console being announced at E3. So maybe it's closer than I think. Certainly they have another thing um, that they've been working on. Microsoft's been working on something called Project Cloud X, which is their own sort of streaming platform, but it's still in beta. Um, but maybe that's something that they're going to be pushing more heavily sooner than I think. Um, so yeah. And then let's see. I just think it's funny that he says, how long do you think before gaming goes all digital? Because as, and you can maybe chime in on this, DC, uh, as a PC gamer primarily, I have been all digital since probably since Half-Life 2 came out. I was going to say, was... digital PC games are almost always like what would have been a game you would have bought. Like I think of, you I know, think I've Return been, I to think Zork. I've been, and... I think I've been all digital since 2004. That's when Half-Life 2 came out. So it's been 15 years. I know you had Oblivion, because I remember playing it on your computer, because I had a laptop that wouldn't have played it, but I don't know if you had the CD for that, or if you just... You know, you're right. I did still periodically pick up games on physical media when, when... for various reasons. Sure. And Oblivion definitely was one I had. You know, we played Warcraft and that required CDs. I don't think it still does. It didn't actually, I don't think it actually required them, but you did have to install off the disc. Yeah. Um, Well, that's what, that's more of what I'm saying is you had to buy the disc to install it, which when you finally stopped playing it, it was like, if I wanted to install it, I'd have to buy like eight CDs to get, you know, all legitimately. Like, I don't think I've bought a game disc in a long, long time. Um, even my Xbox One, which I had downstairs, I think everything I bought on it, I bought digitally. Well, isn't the whole thing about um, I don't, that's the whole thing about Steam is you buy these yeah. games digitally. I don't, I don't want physical stuff in my house. Yeah, cluttering my shelves. I think one I, of the main reasons that you buy PS4 games or Xbox games is because it takes so long to install. From a like, you know, I bought a game once and it took like eight hours to install. That's probably. Oh uh, yeah, well. Sony has terrible um, network service. That's what I'm so saying. So everything from their store is slow. So I always, Microsoft and Steam are very fast. Yeah. So I buy games. You know, when I ran, like when I bought the last game I bought, which I think was Spider Man, I did buy it. But yeah, you know, then you're dealing with trading it in. When you go to trade it in, you're trading it in at GameStop. You're getting pennies on the dollar. So I never trade anything in. Well, Obviously, it you can't can when you now. buy digitally. But at the same time. It never really interested me. I understand that is how some people fund future game purchases. Sure. But I always felt like, you know, you were getting back so little, I'd rather hold on to the game if I'd ever wanted to I did that with it. certain games. The only time I donated some games was because, like, I literally got rid of all my PS3s. So having the Batman Arkham City game didn't make any sense. Cause... See, I would never get rid of all of my consoles, though. 
I still have a original Nintendo. I've got a Turbo Graphics. I've got a Sega Genesis. I just in boxes downstairs with all my games. I still have them. Okay. Well, it's I don't tend to co- like when I'm done with a game. Eventually, I will turn it in because I want a good deal on the next game. The only game I keep is Skyrim because I got the Ultimate Edition and it's the game I you know I'm still playing it, even though there's I could go get Red Dead Redemption Two, but. I don't want to spend that yeah. kind of money, so I'll just play Skyrim. Yeah. And I will say, you know, I do think it's interesting that Google does look poised to enter the gaming market, but I really don't think they're going to be entering the hardware race. Um, you know, he says they'll inevitably focus heavily on streaming gaming. I think, I honestly think Google will only focus on streaming gaming. Yeah. I don't think any hardware they put out is going to be a Chromecast equivalent. Well, and why, like, it's not going yeah. to be a powerhouse and, console. And why would you? Like a PlayStation. Why would you at this point? Like there's no reason there's there's you know you've got Sony and Microsoft which are and Nintendo why would you try to play that game right you wouldn't and in fairness I also think that Microsoft is in a much better position um, to take over this streaming market because Google while yes they own the mobile Android market um, they're not huge streaming players like when you think about it like okay so they do have their Google Play Store which delivers apps, and technically you can stream movies from them and so forth. But Google itself does not really have any massive cloud computing infrastructure. Microsoft owns Azure. Amazon owns um, their own cloud computing and storage facilities. Those are the two big players in terms of streaming media, Amazon and Microsoft. Uh, Google is not really that prepared, I think, to have the infrastructure to deliver streaming gamings, to deliver streaming gaming at the same performance level that I think Microsoft Microsoft probably is equipped to do. So I'll, it will actually be interesting to see. I bet you there are some games for which it doesn't matter, like Assassin's Creed. The the input on that game is so. I don't want to see laggy, but there's a latency to the movements and things that I think that the latency of streaming that game will be hardly noticeable to most people. But at the same time, streaming gaming, like you're never going to be a competitive Street Fighter five player streaming that game. There's going to be too much latency going back and forth. When you when you talk about being competitive in a fighting game, you're talking about, you know, frame precision on some of those things. And you're never going to be able to get that when you're streaming. Yeah. Um, it's going to make some first-person shooters very difficult to do. It's going to make racing games difficult. Eventually, people are going to have to start designing games with that latency in mind. If the entire industry really does move to streaming, you will see more game designs where that frame-to-frame precision is unnecessary. They will have to change what games are and how they are made in order to accommodate the technology and i actually sort of hope that doesn't happen it will be convenient but i also don't want to lose those precision type games that we have now i think sometimes those can be very fun um don't get me wrong you go far enough into the future and okay i say never i'm sure you go far enough to the future and internet infrastructure is good enough and ubiquitous enough and everywhere that you know it's not going to be a problem but for the next the rest of my life i think it is going to be a bit of an issue Interesting that you mentioned going into the future, because that leads us to our next email from our good friend, Bosk, and it's called Back to Future. Hello, DC and Doc. Serial bracket was gold. Even my wife laughed at the agony Doc felt. The captain was robbed. Question. Question? 
You have created a time machine, but can only go one way, to the future or the past. Which way do you go and why? Best to you and yours, Bosk, sent for my diddly diddly dot. I go to the past. I go to the future. Why do you go to the past? I go to the past because before I go, I can research whatever time period it is, and I can be knowledgeable. I can be a, I can I can be rich. I can play the stock market. I can play the World Series with some gambling, and I can be king of my world for the rest of my life. I go to the future, and I'm a guy who has no idea how the world works. I'm a guy who... I'm I'm suddenly a million I'm suddenly a hundred years old. I don't understand the new technology. You damn kids get off my lawn. And I'm just another guy, right? I'm an I'm a, I'm a disadvantaged guy. I I have no ability to work. I don't understand the needs of the job market. I don't have the skills. I, I'm outdated in terms of my science knowledge because the future is well accelerated beyond me. So in terms of being since I can't ever leave the future, um I'm gonna be a useless person i'm not going to be able to contribute in any meaningful way but if i go into the past at least the possibility still exists that i could be contributing to society i could bring secrets of my present back to the past and change the course of the future if i go to the future i have no ability to do any of that excellent answer and in that sense you answered my reasoning as well because i'm already a person who doesn't understand how much of anything works. So I go to the future and I'm feeling ex- But just ex- But just think of how much worse it would be. I you're right. You're right. I might How would to- you like they would try to scan your retina and they'd be like where's your behind the eyeball barcode? And you'll be like, ah, uh, I don't have one. They're like, that's nonsense. Every child born since 2035 has had a barcode implanted in the back of their eye. Okay, so you're assuming that I'm going secretly. Like, yes. I'm going to sh- I'm gonna show up. See, I assume, like, I time travel. I go in the time machine, and all of a sudden I show up, and they're like, hey, you're from the past. Tell us of your time. Speak to us of these I things. I still wouldn't want to do that either, Why? though. Because they're just going to be like... Hello, caveman. Do you understand me? Why in your world did Aunt Becky from the venerable show Full House have to go to prison for corruption and mail fraud? Hey, in all fairness, they canceled Full House, Fuller House rather, on Netflix. She saw an opportunity for another future series, and now they're going to be filming Big House. Wow. Eh? somewhere or did you prep that like i'm saving this for the podcast i'm saving it for later (laughs) um i don't know i think you know i being someone who who really does want to live forever i would like to become some sort of cyborg and be able to see the future i i want to know what video games look like how does virtual reality work can i just go into a virtual reality world will my physical body degrade as I go into this virtual reality, am I perhaps in a virtual reality right now and living a virtual life right now? So I want to see what that works. I want to see what sports look like. I want to see what education looks like. I go back in time and there's a very good chance I'm going to get shot, run over, or die of a disease within the first six months. I don't need that. 
you're not talking about going back that far. How far back are you going to go? I don't know. 1980? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to go back. I'm going to go see A Nightmare on Elm Street on opening night in 1984. Okay. So you're not talking I'm also going to see Ghostbusters on opening night. Okay. I'm going to see Gremlins on opening night. You're not talking about going to, like, you know, 1770s, you know, Paris. No. Okay. I am not going to before vaccines existed. That would be silly. I'm reminded of the Weird Al song, um, Everything You Know Is Wrong. Yeah. And they ask, you know, you can go take back in time to any place that I would care to go. And I said, send me back to last Thursday so that I can pay my phone bill on time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You <laughs> just want to go back a couple years. Okay. I suppose if I could go to the recent past and, like you said, play play the games and make set myself up, that would be nice. I was assuming, you know, I'm going back to, like, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. And I'm like, I'm going to get seasick. Yeah, no way. I'm not getting on a ship. All right. Mitchell sent a second email uh, titled hashtag Doc for a Hall of Fame. I'm usually not one to send in two emails, but just in case it wasn't discussed otherwise, I want to report back that hashtag Doc for Hall of Fame was discussed on the New Age Insiders last night. The basic premise was... Liam said Doc Manson will not be going in the Hall of Fame. Jason, I'll take over because Doc started crying. Jason equated it to when you have an altercation with someone where they were parked in a driving lane and blocking you. So you both start blaring on the horn. And it gets to a point where each party involved is like, I'll stop if you stop, but I'm not stopping first. Like a macho matter principle thing. Hold on. One second. Um, do they think I'm being serious? It is sometimes hard to tell with you. I'll grant you that. <clears throat> I thought it was understood that everyone knew I was kidding. Around the time I faked my own death, wrote an obituary, had a eulogy, resurrected myself, had a seance, <laughs> not necessarily in that order, and then wrote a resignation letter. Like... I don't give a shit about their Hall of Fame. Did I have to come out and say that on the air? I don't give a fuck. I was just kidding. You said one swear per episode. Yeah, sorry, but anyway. No, I, I, I don't think they actually think it's serious. I don't know. Maybe they think they're going to try to. I've given up trying to figure out what they're thinking, truthfully. Um, they also stick to their guns that DC was. Maybe they were being funny. I guess like I could see them being, I didn't hear it. Maybe they're being Mitchell. Are they being funny? Are they joking? They also stick to their guns that DC was inducted before he was a partner and that none of their other partners are in their hall of fame because their hall of fame is more like, Hey, here are some cool people worth following where they, whereas they already plug partners elsewhere. This very, you're saying I'm not a cool person worth following. No, because you're a partner. This very discussion began, in fact, with them plugging DDT Pod, among others. Just reporting. Do they still plug us on that show? Every now and then. Okay. All right. Just reporting the facts. Let discussion ensue. Do I have to go back and edit out that thing that I said before? No. All right. No, I don't think so. Oh, cool. All right. You don't watch wrestling. You don't listen to their show. Why would you care about their Hall of Fame? You can be an affiliate. And not care that they have a Hall of Fame. 
It would have been nice, though. Now I'm just always going to be in the shadow of DC Matthews, the Hall of Famer. <laughs> Sorry. I just felt like doing Kamala all of a sudden. <laughs> I am going to start my own Hall of Fame, and we're going to have Blackjack and Hookers. Doc Manson's Hall of Fame. Population, me! <laughs> the only Hall of Fame that matters. Uh, we heard from our good buddy Glenn, just to follow up. Yes. Hi, guys. Just a follow-up from last week's email. The song in question was the Israeli... The Israelites. <laughs> Thank you. From Desmond Decker. I have no idea who that is. I don't think I've ever heard that song. Uh, there was a UK commercial for hearing test that used the song but changed the lyrics to Me ears are all right. A light? My ears are a light? Thanks, Glenn. Sometimes we're in the car, and Mrs. Manson's like, you know this song by Fleetwood Mac. And I'm like, no, I don't. And she's like, yes, you do. You've heard it. And I'm like, no, I haven't. And she'll pull out her phone, and she'll pull it up on YouTube, and she'll be playing it. And she'll be like, this song. And I'll be like, I have never heard this song in my life. And I'll get to the chorus. She's like, you know this song. And I'm like, I do not know this song. <laughs> so wait, let me go back. because You started talking during the chorus. This is the part that I think is confusing. I can I could tell why you would might think my ears are a light. It, it, yeah, sure. So there's you go. I know it was only 15 seconds, so we can't get sued. Um, Darren or Mags saluting DC and Doc or Doc and DC. I hope you were both well. It's the time of year where we contemplate the summer holidays or vacation in Kirkby Manor. Another UK person. As the wife has recently hmm. stated, a new and more intensive work Oh, wait. I read that wrong. As the wife has recently started a new and more intensive work position, it's highly unlikely we will have the opportunity to go abroad this year. So we are thinking about a log cabin in a remote area of Wales. So with that in mind, what are some of the best summer vacations that you've had? Thanks you and regards, Mags. Uh, for answering for D.C. Matthews, the best summer vacation he's ever had was visiting Martha's Vineyard and eating backdoor donuts. Um, Am I close? False. Well, now I really like this other place in Maine that we go to. I went to Europe on a summer trip. I went to France and Amsterdam. That was a class trip. That's not a vacation. I went with GQ. We watched. You went with Tomb, your high school. We watched Tomb Raider in Paris because we were bored. <laughs> so we went to the movies. Was it playing en français? It was. I bet that made that movie so much better. Um. But yeah, you know, we we go some places. We did a summer road trip. We went to Lake George. We went through Vermont. We went to you know a part of Maine we had never been to before. We've done some nice things. We do tend to. You know, go to the same couple of places. We're returning to Cape Cod. I leave tomorrow. We're going to be in Cape Cod for the weekend. Oh, that's fun. So. Have fun. That'll be nice. Thanks for inviting me. I I offered Mrs. Matthews. I said, look, for your birthday, which is hey, tomorrow. No, I get it. I mean, I'm not even a Hall of Famer. Why would you <laughs> want to 
associate with me. I, I Where's mean, your I best? What's your best summer vacation? I don't know. Disney World. You count going to New Orleans to work for NASA? Is that allowed? That wasn't a vacation. Not really. But I will say the road trip coming back from uh, Mississippi was pretty stellar. I went all over. I stopped at lots of different places. I went to Churchill Downs. I went to uh, Graceland. I I stopped at um some some uh some some like you know national parks and things. Um, so I don't know, like the Louisville Slugger Factory. I think I went like so. I I did a bunch of fun things coming back from there. Roadside uh, attractions and oddities and things. You know that was fun. But that was a long time ago as well. I don't know. No, for the most part, summer vacations now are just sort of. Yeah, but I mean, we always we, t- we we tend to go to places where we can do things. We're not like relaxation people. You know what I mean? Like we don't go somewhere to like pull out a book and sit by the pool. Like we want to be like we like to go somewhere where it's like, OK, well, let's go to the Museum of Fine Art. Let's go to the Museum of Contemporary Art. Let's go see a show a performing arts somewhere let's you know what i mean like we tend to go places to do things um so not exactly relaxing but of course i don't he's not necessarily not necessarily asking for most relaxing is he so yeah okay i mean that kind of stuff i don't know newport's great cape cod is great um berkshire's is all right there's some yeah it all depends on what you're looking for i guess Right, I'm thinking about going to Boston this summer. That's a good trip. Just to spend a few days to Boston. Our last question comes from our newest friend and bestie, Dextery Claire, and it's titled Quest. Yo, who was y'all role models growing up wrestling or lifey? And who was WWE champ the day you were born? D. Also, I see you G's aren't following me. Everyone's a slice of big Dex. No, I'm not. Um, what's his what's his Twitter handle? I guess I don't even know. At Dextery Claire, is it? Yeah. All right. His goal: healthy and respectful discussion about wrestling. He is from Nebraska. He joined in November of last year. He has two hundred and twenty-six. All right, at Dexter E. Claire and followed. There you go, Dexter. There you go. Um, you can yell at DC now. Who was WWE champ the day we were born? That would be Bob Backlund. Was champion that doesn't surprise champion me. Champion the day we both were born, because if you didn't know, Dexter, I am three days older than Doc Manson. Don't lie. We're twins. We were born on the same day. shockingly um who was y'all role models growing up wrestling or lifey um i can't say that wrestlers have ever been my role models i like please you were all about that bret hart i liked bret hart but i don't think i ever wanted to be the excellence of execution yes you did there's no way you didn't try to put a friend of yours into the sharpshooter well yes but that doesn't mean he was my role model that just means i liked you emulated him that makes him a role plus i quickly learned that i was better at the texas cloverleaf Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. It involved less steps. I kept getting confused. So, uh, but do you have any role models? I think, I think that's a weird term. Obviously, people always throw it around about 
athletes and celebrities being role models for children, but do children actually have role models? I'm not sure. You know, there's there's a teacher I looked up to that I can definitely see how I have modeled myself after him. Um, I don't know that at the time he was my role model, but looking back, I can say that he was. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I, you know. I always liked fictional characters. Okay. Who was your fictional role model? Probably Peter Venkman. Okay. That makes sense. Maybe Egon Spangler. Sure. You wanted to be you a know, Ghostbuster. I definitely wanted to be a Ghostbuster, yeah. I definitely probably, at one point in time, Michelangelo the Ninja Turtle was probably a role model. He liked pizza. I liked pizza. Seemed like a good I fit. I really did think that I was going to get good with nunchucks. Every kid thought they were. So, thank you, De- yeah. thank you, Dexter, for the email. Thank you, everyone, for the email. Um, Doc Manson, a piece of positivity. So we head into that. Uh, well, it's still bright out. Still light out. Oh, uh, my piece of positivity for this week is. Um, What's yours? Um, so I had heard when I got this new phone, I had heard that I was going to get a uh, subscription to a free subscription for a couple of months to Apple Music. And just the other day, I figured out how to get that. So I now have Apple Music and have enjoyed trying to find some songs that I like listen to as a kid or things that I enjoy. So uh, I've got some of uh, this going on. Uh huh. You know, I, I've got some of uh, some Billy Joel going on. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm enjoying yeah, playing yeah. around with that. Yeah, I've been I, I I've been listening to um, some records that I liked a lot from my past this last week as well. Um, I recently subscribed to Spotify and um, listening to some Todd Snyder. Uh, it's got some good songs there that I have been enjoying. Maybe I'll throw a few of them into the Find Your Happy chat. Um, sort of like a talking blues sort of, you know, folk singer. Sure. Some good stuff in there. I don't know. All righty. Yeah, what's my piece of positivity? What I, I mean, maybe you it's say that, that, but just say that. Should I just say you that? You could say that. I don't know. I've been. I mean, I've still been working on my other project. Yeah. Um, I've been writing a, a transcript for my uh, first episode. Sure. I guess you could say. Um, it's definitely taking a lot longer than I thought to write the first episode, but this show is also. It's a different like kind it of requires, show. requires. It's a different kind of show. Yeah, it requires research. It is the opposite of this show. It actually requires yeah. beforehand. I don't think this show will ever end up being weekly. Um, no. That's kind of how I feel I'm about actually it. sort of looking at, like, you know, what is that show? Uh, Hardcore History. What's the guy's name? Uh, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. I feel like he has a much more irregular release oh, schedule yeah. as well. Once every month, maybe? Yeah. No, it's when he's done. Um, That's what he said. Because I used to listen to that a lot. And he used to say, like... I'm, when I'm done, I put it out. That was before I knew about podcasts. I was listening to that. I was buying his some of his stuff on 
Apple Music. Yeah. I mean, I hope to be more regular than that. I don't think, like, as his shows sometimes can be hours long. And I, and honestly, I, I, I sincerely doubt any episode of this will be more than 15 minutes. But I don't know. That's kind of how I, I feel know. about question marks. Like, when I have an interview, I'll be happy to release it. But I'm not going to kill myself trying to get it out on any sort of schedule when it works out to interview somebody. I will. I've been looking at our podcast hosts, and I don't know if we're going to keep giving them business. Yeah, I, I, you had mentioned that to me sometime last week, and I was kind of wondering if we would be shifting at some point in the near future. Yeah, I've been looking at another company that, at the very least, I think I'm going to try out for my new thing, um, and depending on how that goes. We'll see. Well, all right. Changes could be coming. Changes could be coming. We could change our thing. We could all we could decide to just become a classical music show. We could become like mm. national public radio. Hello, welcome to DDT podcast. Um, Doc Manson, it's been a pleasure. Despite the fact that neither Thank of you. us were particularly gung ho about this, anything you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to this episode as well as all of our back catalog, you can do so by going to www.ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send some financial support towards DC and Doc to help keep the DDT pod lights on and the podcast train a-chugging. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? Fuck their Hall of Fame. <laughs>